Have you ever said this to yourself? What's wrong with me? Why can't I lose weight? Well, you're not alone. I've said it to myself, and pretty much every woman has said this to herself many, many times. And my guest today, Dr. Beth Westy, is going to let you know that there's nothing wrong with you and why you can't lose weight and what to do about it. She is the best-selling author of The Female Fat Solution, so she's going to break it down for you. She's also going to help you understand why it's a shame for women to grow old without ever seeing the strength and beauty of which her body is capable. We're going to talk about that and why a woman's health is her capital. That's a quote from Harriet Beecher Stowe, all in this episode. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio, where we teach you what you need to know to do to have brilliant health at every age focused on hormones and metabolism. And spoiler alert, we are renaming the podcast The Hormone Prescription coming up soon. So stay tuned for more information on those changes, which will be coming out over the next few weeks, because that's really what I focus on, hormones. It's the hormone prescription. It's not just about a doctor's prescription that they hand you to take to the pharmacy, but it's about all the things, as I like to say, all the things that you need to do to balance your hormones so you can have brilliant health at every age. My guest today, you're going to love. We had so much fun during this episode. You're going to hear a few secrets from her and me about what happened when we got pregnant during our training, and why I got an F in my OB rotation. I know you're thinking you were an OBGYN. Yep, but in med school, I got an F, and I'm going to tell you why. So you also hear some secrets about her because we don't hold back today. We just share it like it is the good, the bad, and the ugly. So Dr. Beth Westy, she's a chiropractor. She's also certified in acupuncture and Eastern medicine. And through her own health journey, discovered the power of nutrition to balance hormones and develop the concept of eating for your cycle. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Female Fat Solution, the creator of the 12-week Female Fat Solution Challenge, the Eat for Your Cycle Method, and the host of the Female Health Solution Podcast. She has made it her mission to change the way women view their health, traveling the country to educate and empower women to take their health into their own hands. She uses nutrition to help women work with the natural cycle of their bodies to achieve lasting weight loss results. And if you're already in menopause, you need to listen because she's got tidbits for you. It's not like when your cycle stops, your hormone balance needs to stop. You need to be balancing your hormones all your years and days on this earth because you've always got them, or let me just say that you should, and they've 
always got to be balanced. So before you say, oh, this is for menstruating women, it is for all women because you always have these hormones. And we will get started. So welcome, Dr. Beth Westy. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you know, I love the female fat solution. That's amazing title because I think it really grabs people. So many women are dealing with overweight or obesity. And before the episode, we were talking about, I asked Dr. Westy, what's the number one question you get from women? And it was, what's wrong with me? And how many of you can relate to that? How many of you have said that? to yourself in your mind, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? So we're gonna answer that question today. But first, I want to ask you if you can kind of dive into your journey. Not all chiropractors have written best-selling books about female fat loss. And so how did you come to be an expert in this? My journey is a little <laughs> a little different than a lot of other people's. I actually got started in looking at the female body because I have I have three kids. I had my first two kids while I was in grad school, which I would not recommend for anyone because <laughs> that's stressful enough as it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why, why did you think that was a good idea? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that when I, when I got pregnant with my second and I still had like, I still had a year left of school, which was mostly like, you know, clinicals and things like that. My mom was like, aren't you studying to be a doctor? Don't you know how this works? Like, <laughs> mom, oh my gosh, come on. Yeah, and uh, it's just, you know, it's kind of how life happens sometimes. So, but there, you know, a lot of stress with that. And then I graduated and I actually started my own clinic. I had a chiropractic clinic and- I'm gonna interrupt you because I just yeah. got what you said. Your mom said to you like, don't you understand how pregnancy happens? <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you that I got pregnant in med school when I was on my OB rotation third year, and I was so confused. Like, I always get my period on time. How is my period not coming? What's wrong with me? And I remember sitting there, and one of our attendings was like, uh, did you do a pregnancy test? Right? <laughs> I said no, and then I went and did one, and I was like, whoops, and she goes, you fail. You fail your OB rotation. <laughs> we should give you an automatic F. Anyway, that's a total aside, but right? I just got what you said that your mother said. Yeah, that's the same though, right? Where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't really, I didn't think this was gonna be a thing. Oh, dang it, okay, all right, well, here we go. Right, and I know ladies listening are going, yeah, me too, because unplanned pregnancy is how most pregnancies happen. So where none of us is alone, we're, We're just, just being real about it. I like being this. Real. I like this. All right. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. So two kids in grad school and then I started, graduated, started my own clinic. And I really, I really loved having a clinic, but I, I started my clinic and then a month later got pregnant again. So here I was and my youngest was actually a preemie. She was born, you know, 33 weeks. So less than a year out of school, I had a preemie, a two-year-old, a four-year-old and, uh, you know, was trying to do all the things, lots of stress. And I started getting ovarian cysts mm. and I really struggled for over a year and a half. And the only solutions that were presented to me were Vicodin and birth control 
And I was like, I have a lot of side effects from birth control. So what are other options? Or the biggest thing that was going through my head was like, why is this happening? I didn't have this before. Now I understand like my body's changed and that I was under a lot of stress, but I didn't have this before. Why am I having this now? And how can I back this train up to get my body feeling better? And it was, I started diving into, because I'm also certified in acupuncture and Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine. Yeah. So a lot of what I talk about is actually based from my Eastern medicine training, Ayurveda and everything else. Because a lot of times people are like, well, you're a chiropractor. You know, why do you talk about hormones? Or why do you talk about, you know, weight loss for women? And it's like, well, yeah, but it really comes from that other training that I have. So that's where I talk about eating for your cycle and and diving into metabolism for women in just a completely different way because the female body is different. So I struggled with that for a long time. And then once I started diving into, you know, all of that, that's where actually I put together eating for my cycle, eating for my basal body temperature, matching that with the tone of the food, which is from Eastern medicine. And it was able to regulate my cycle. It didn't happen right away. Like it took a couple of months for my cysts to go away because I was having a cyst burst every month. It was bad. I was able to regulate it for myself not have a cyst come back. My youngest is 11 now, and I haven't had a cyst since, you know, past 10 years almost. And yeah. And so I started working with the patients that I had in my office with this. I was like handwriting nutrition things or handwriting things like, oh, do this for this or do this for your ovulation or do this for your hot flashes or things like that. And it just grew to a point where I was like, I'm just, I'm going to write a book on it. So I I love that. And you know, it makes perfect sense because Eastern medicine is basically predicated on cycles, right? And also the essence of things. I don't know what the technical term is, but, you know, wood, water, metal, what do they call, is that the essence? Yeah, yep, yeah. And again, a lot of people, they're like, what, that sounds weird. They'll be like, yeah, I went to an acupuncturist and they told me I had damp heat. Damp heat? (laughs) (laughs) What is damp heat? Or I had too much wind on my spleen. What is that? Yes, it is just, it is a whole different way of looking at the body. But it's been around for thousands of years. So it's helpful information. You know, it just sounds really weird to us if we're not used to it. So, yeah. I think it's fascinating. And I've learned so much from that field. And it sounds like it really helped you to formulate a female fat solution that helped you and has helped lots of people. So tell us a little bit about what's involved in that. Because while we were talking before the episode, I I asked Dr. Westy, what's the number one question you get asked by women? And I bet you can all guess, especially since I told you already, what's wrong with me? I know I've thought that I've said it to friends. I said it to colleagues. What's wrong with me when I weighed 243 pounds? What's wrong with me? You've said it, you've thought it. And then I asked her the follow-up question, but about what, when we ask, say, well, what, what do you mean? What's wrong with me? Why can't I lose weight? I'm doing all the things I'm doing everything out, right? Why can't I lose weight? And if that's you, you're in the right place. Because Dr. Westy's going to tell you what you're not <laughs> doing right. But I want to cl- make a call first for everyone to stop. Let's all, as women, stop saying what's wrong with me. Yes. Because there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Because you have a few extra pounds. Have you ever heard a man say that? Oh. I don't think so. Right? 
it, there's nothing wrong with us because we have a few extra pounds. We just have a few extra pounds. Yeah. So let's, let's make a pact right here, right now. Let's put our hands up, right hand. Yeah. I will not say. I will not. <laughs> say what's wrong with me anymore. Say what's wrong with me anymore. Okay, so you all committed. If you didn't do it, rewind, put your right hand up and say, I will no longer say what's wrong with me. I will not say it. Let's banish it from our vocabulary. Yeah. You know, along with that quote that you had shared with me that I shared at the beginning of the episode, it's a shame for women to grow old without ever seeing the strength and beauty of which her body is capable. Yes. And it's a shame for us to feel ashamed of our bodies. So what's wrong with me implies shame. So let's get rid of it. Yes. All right. So back to the <laughs> regularly scheduled programming. All right. So why can't I lose weight? I'm doing all the things, Dr. Beth. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. Well, a lot of times what we are told to do, trained to do, taught to do are really things that were designed for the male body to work efficiently, right? Move more, eat less, basic things do not take into account female physiology, how your cycle changes throughout the month, how your body changes when you go through perimenopause, menopause. You get a whole new body, right? You do. You live in a new body. So you're like, why isn't this working anymore? Well, it's a different meat suit that you're running around in. So no wonder why it's not responding the same way. And if you're using the same old things, the same old tactics, right? Isn't that the definition of insanity or something? Right? Yes. You doing the same thing, expecting a different result. result. Yeah. You, God you damn it, when I was 20, I would go work out a few extra times and cut my food and I would lose 10 pounds, no problem. And now I'm 45 and, and we're like trying to open the can with the same can opener and cans like, nope, that's not gonna work. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly, exactly. And the biggest thing that I see women doing again and again is following the same tactics that are recommended to them from their male trainer or from their husband or something, you know, like, oh, this is what he did, you know, where I'm like, well, men can sneeze and fart and drop five pounds. You know, they don't have an issue with any of it, right? So for, they have testosterone, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, the blessed testosterone, just, I mean, a little bit of effort, poof, there they go, right? But for, but for the female body, it's a completely different thing. And then the biggest thing that I think women, especially in the past like year and a half, I feel like for women, stress, the stress impact on the female body is very different than the male body. So our systems respond differently. Our digestive systems are, you know, everything is just, it doesn't respond then normally. So for you to be under this much more stress, and then expect your body to, oh yeah, you are, you're five years older or 10 years older now, your hormonal you know, regulation is different, your hormone levels are different, and your stress levels are way up here, and you're expecting your body to respond like that to the same thing that you did 10 years ago. Of course, it's not going to, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right, so it's not that there's something quote unquote wrong with us, it's just lack of understanding. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So instead of us saying what's wrong with me, let's just say, what am I not understanding? Yes. Right, that I need to understand. Mm -hmm. 
So the hormonal changes, you talked about the sex hormone changing, you talked about stress, right? Which Mm -hmm. gets to cortisol. What other things are involved with us gaining weight and not being able to lose it? Cortisol reaction. I think a lot of women have thyroid issues and they don't know about it. Or they're mm-hmm. thinking that their fatigue is just, oh, I just need to get motivated. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm like, well, maybe you should get your thyroid checked. It's a thyroid issue. It's not that you're lazy, you know, your thyroid's not working. And then digestive health. That's a big one, mm-hmm. right? The, mm-hmm. yeah. Talk about, was thyroid a part of your problem? Thyroid was a factor. I had postpartum thyroiditis. So I would have a thyroid ah. storm after each pregnancy. So the stress on my body after, you know, having a baby, everything else. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get off of the thyroid med that I was on for, you know, six or seven years. Because mm-hmm. while, while you're pregnant and then while I was nursing, had to be on it, you know, that I was able to get my system to regulate after that. But it there was, I mean, I think it was a factor in how my system just completely mm-hmm. blew up with all those cysts for so long. Yeah. So tell everybody, what is thyroid storm? Oh, yeah. So this is not very common for people, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I have some weird things that, you know, happen for me for, with pregnancy stuff that are not common for people, but just to be aware of in case you were, because I didn't, of course I knew about that, but I, I was in school and I was just like, oh, I'm really tired. Well, I just had a baby. Of course I'm tired. Like I'd be so fatigued that I couldn't carry him in the car carrier from the car to Target. I would have to stop and take a break and put him down. Or I had to park by one of those cart corrals to put him in a cart to push him because I literally didn't have the physical strength. My my arms would shake and I would have to put him down wow. and take a break. Yeah. And of course I'm thinking, well, of course I'm tired. I just had a baby. I'm not sleeping through the night. I'm nursing. Of course I'm tired, you know. But everybody was telling me, oh, you've lost all the baby weight. You look fantastic. Wow. You look great. I had hyperthyroidism. So the oh thyroid storm gosh. was my thyroid went hyper and then crashed and went hypo. You know, what you just described, I'm sorry you went through that, highlights another thing that we women do to ourselves, myself included. I know you ladies listening do it too, where we discount health problems and symptoms that we're having and we discount them and we explain them away instead of taking them seriously and getting them investigated. I recently did that. I had COVID. Yep. And I kept saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get any work done? <laughs> and then I'd have to remind myself, oh, yeah, I have COVID. Um, but I would say, but I don't have a fever, so there shouldn't be anything wrong. But I couldn't get out of the bed, you know. And how often do we women do this? Like you have thyroid storm, your hands are shaking, carrying the carrier. And you're like, well, I had a baby. I'm okay. It's fine. I just need to buck up more. I just need to push through this. Right. Oh my gosh. I just, so this is so funny. I was just saying this the other day to somebody. I was like, doctors are the worst patients. We're the worst. Right. I got bit by a brown recluse spider about a month ago and it took me down and out. I had a wicked fever and I was really sick from the venom. I live in Minnesota. Like there's not supposed to be those spiders here. So it wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't right. until like, it was like three days later, my husband was like, you are going in. Like there is something wrong. You're go- you are can't get out of bed. And I was like, it's fine. I'll be fine later. Just let me take another nap. Uh, it's fine. 
he was like, stop being ridiculous. <laughs> You're going, we go in and the nurse who had me in the exam room right away, she looked at my leg and she was like, have you ever seen a brown recluse spider bite? And I was like, no, I don't know that I, I was like, we don't have those here. This has been, she's like, well, Google image it because this is it and you have it. So three days, three days. I didn't, I wish I could say that it's, it's just doctors, but I'm sorry. I think it's a female thing. I really do. Yeah. And so we need to pledge everybody put your right hand up. I will take, I will take, I have symptoms, my My health health symptoms. symptoms. Seriously, seriously. (laughs) Right. And so we're going to pledge that. I like this. Yes, this is, you know, we just need to start doing it differently. I really do believe that part of the reason why we're dumped on as women is because we dump on ourselves so much. We take it on. We talk about ourselves poorly. We discredit ourselves. We don't take our health seriously. We don't, you know, I've worked with men in the past. Right now, I only work with women. But most of the men that I've worked with, when you tell them, they don't come in saying what's wrong with me. I can't, I can't lose weight. Right. They don't ever say that. They're like, what do I need to do to lose weight? And I tell them you need to, you know, you're older. Yeah. You need to do the diet and exercise, but you need to balance your hormones. And they're like, cool, let me do it. And they go do it. And whereas we women are so caught up in what does it say about me and the shame aspect of it, that -hmm. there's something wrong with me and not just what do I need to do? So And a lot of times we don't take ourselves seriously. Anyway, I've gone off on a tangent. No, I think this is perfect because I feel like along the way, along the journey for women, we also get off track. Even if they're thinking, okay, here we go. I'm going to do this thing. And then for 30 days, you're like, okay, this is great. And then after 30 days, you're like, I didn't lose 10 pounds. (laughs) Damn it. You know, oh, come on. I I was like, well, are you sleeping better? Is your energy better? You know, are your hot flashes gone? Or did your skin clear up? Like... Those other things are positive changes that maybe needed to happen before you're going to lose 10 pounds. And losing 10 pounds in a month oftentimes isn't necessarily healthy for the female body, right? Like that's that's a lot, you know? Right. And you highlight a great point there, the rapidity with which you lose it. it you know, everybody wants the miracle pill that's going to take 30 pounds off in 30 days and you don't necessarily want that. But weight is a symptom just like all the other symptoms and it's so funny because when I weighed 243 I was so focused on the weight if I could just lose the weight everything would be better because everyone could see that I was obese so I had a lot of shame associated with it never mind that I couldn't digest my food and I didn't know if I was going to go to the bathroom 10 times in one day or once every 10 days never mind that I was having depression anxiety my hair was falling out right I just wanted to lose the weight but what you just said is so important for everybody it's all connected, right? Isn't that yeah. what you said? Yes, yeah. All your systems integrate with each other. And especially with hormones, I feel like women don't, I don't know if it's our the education, right? Or, or how this gets like kind of misled along the way and us learning about our bodies or just that we're, we're not ever trusting of our bodies or, but like hormones go everywhere, right? They go everywhere. They impact all your stuff. Like they pass through the blood brain barrier, right? All this stuff. So it impacts all these systems. Nothing is like isolated and alone. Whereas a lot of, oh, my, you know, oh, my estrogen, that's just uh, with my ovaries, you know, it it goes everywhere, man. 
I know. And, you know, I think we doctors have done a disservice because we teach people that because you go to the gynecologist for your female problems. You go to the neurologist for your nerve problems. Ooh, you I know, and think about that. Oh, yeah. Right. And so yeah. we teach people that it's all separate. But we're going to tell you a secret right here on the podcast. It's not. It's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, ladies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like even in grade school, what are we saying? And the knee bones connect to the thigh bone and the thigh bones connect to the hip bone and the hip bones connect to, right? Yeah. It really is like that simple, y'all. So it's not just your estrogen. It's not just an estrogen thing. It's not just the gut thing. Oh, you've got irritable bowel and that has nothing to do with your hormones. It's all related okay so we took a detour you had thyroid storm it was real yep. high yep. then it went real low and then and then what happened yeah so with my first pregnancy then i was on a thyroid medication because i was nursing and that you know thyroid also impacts your milk supply right mm -hmm. so and i wanted to keep nursing and everything else and i wanted to get off of the thyroid because i just thought oh well if it's just related to like being pregnant and for whatever reason, my body freaks out about that. Okay, fine. You know, and my endocrinologist was like, yeah, yeah, you can probably get off of it. Let's try. Let's see. I went off of it for a week and then found out I was pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. And so he was like, nope, nope. Yeah. I remember like calling into his office being like, so I just got a positive pregnancy test. Does this matter? Does this, are we good? And he was like, nope go get your prescription again today. I was like, oh, okay. So I, so went through that again, you know, whole another year of pregnancy and then nursing. And then I tried again to get off of it. And then I got pregnant again <laughs> so time in a row. And then once after my youngest was born, you know, little snip, snip, like we're done, we're good. No more. My, my family mm -hmm. is complete. Then that's when I worked towards getting off the thyroid stuff. But my cysts had already started. And so I really tried to, it was, a, oh, my youngest was maybe a year. She was at least a year old when I started doing all of that. And I did a lot of other hormone management and stuff with herbs and things like that, um, Ayurvedic herbs, adaptogens, things like that. So, Ooh, let's talk about that. So some people are like, Ayurvedic herbs, adaptogens? Yeah. Oh my. And, you know, I'd love it if you could draw in, because you've got that Eastern medicine acupuncture background, too. Yeah. Can you talk about, you know, cysts can affect younger women, also can affect older women. We very often see them. What are some of the imbalances from an Eastern medicine perspective that you commonly see in women with cysts? And then talk a little bit about Ayurvedic herbs and adaptogens, please. Yeah, so a lot of times from that Eastern perspective, without making it too complicated, the way to think about it is that the body gets stuck in some fashion. You know, they talk about chi or body energy getting stuck. And that can do with certain meridians in the body. It can do with specific organs in your body. But they're basically, things aren't functioning like they should. And things aren't moving through your system like they should. So in terms of sort of a Western way of looking at it, you can have an overload of hormone too much stress or your body's not going through detox pathways. It's not methylating things. It's not, you know, breaking things down like it should and excreting it. So then once this buildup get happens, it has this side effect of cysts or sometimes people will get other symptoms like, you know, heavy periods or, you know, things like that. So 
Yeah, so it's a matter of the organ not functioning. It's overloaded. It's mm -hmm. uh, Again, that's where they call it like heat or there's too much dampness and it. it's too boggy. It's too heavy. So okay. the ovary can't produce like it normally would. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's a, you know, we're taking the like high level view. We're not yes. getting a PhD, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so then herbs, how do herbs, you know, I don't know that everyone is, people get vitamins. Okay. Yeah. If I'm deficient in vitamin D, I'm going to replace vitamin D. But I do find when I talk about adaptogens that some people just don't they they don't understand well how is this herb we're so used to a mechanistic view or newtonian view of health right yeah. like i'm going to give this drug to affect this enzyme i'm going to do this surgery to take this gallbladder out so we don't necessarily get how herbs work with our bodies and what an adaptogen is can you talk a little bit about that yeah yes so herbs have a completely different impact on your system. And oftentimes, again, just like with vitamins or other things, they're most effective if you're doing at least baseline things, you know, like as long as you're, you know, eating pretty well, all that stuff. If you're going through McDonald's every day, but you're like, oh, I'm taking a multivitamin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> first things first, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes. All the like the regular boring stuff, right? Adaptogens are sort of the exciting thing to layer in once you've got all that stuff down. And then you'll see and feel the full effect of it. But they're designed to really mitigate your body's response. So the way I describe it is they can do both things. If something's not functioning enough, it can bring up the function. But also if it's over producing, it can bring it down. So it keeps it right so, within this sweet spot of a, of a functional window for you. And they can work on different systems in the body. Like there's ashwagandha is one of my favorites, mm -hmm. right? It's amazing. And it's helpful for a lot of different hormones as well as your body's own stress response. So yes. So adaptogens help your body adapt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Simplistically, but they don't work mechanistically necessarily correct it's not like you take it it's going to affect this enzyme don't they work more energetically on the energy body yeah 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 so in terms of so it makes more sense if you're looking at oh my ovaries are damp and boggy and like heavy like like i think of oh my ovaries aren't producing very well and i'm having these cysts and these issues right mm -hmm. it's a sponge that is too you know, waterlogged, it's bogged down. So it can't soak up, it can't function like it normally would and the sponge is supposed to like soak up more water. Nope, it's not working like that. Mm -hmm. So what the herbs do, what these, what the adaptogens can do is like wring out that sponge to make it functional again. Got but it's it. not like, a, you know, just like you said, it's not a, yeah, it doesn't work on an enzyme. It doesn't work on, yeah, supplying something, a nutrient that your body is missing necessarily. Yeah. Right. So it's got that energetic blueprint that our body recognizes and speaks. Our body speaks energy. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to learn how to speak energy and herbs. That's one way you can help. So you said right before this, that you got to start with the basics if you're driving through McDonald's. So I know that you've got this beautiful cookbook for everyone that we're going to share with you at the end of the episode, but I want to just really dive into diet a little deeper because there's so many people who think it's only a calorie issue. I can eat the same crap, just less of it. 
-hmm. And if I cut my calories enough, that's what I, all I need to do for weight loss. So I'm wondering if you, and there are some diet programs out there that I won't mention. Sometimes I do when I'm feeling really frisky. Today, I won't say them. That they really, and there's one in particular, it's been around for a long, long time and is very popular. And they use this point system. And it appalls me because like on their commercials, you know, they show pizza and brownies and like, you can have your favorite foods. Well, yeah, you can only eat one brownie all day, <laughs> but you can mm-hmm. have your favorite foods, which is kind of insane. Or you can eat a brownie made with everything artificial that basically you may as well eat the table because that's <laughs> That's the nutrient density of it. But you're eating so few calories, people are like, yes, I only ate this many points today. So can you talk about why what you eat is important and the quality of the ingredients and how processed it is or not? Why is food so important? Yeah, food is the the base fuel for everything. I mean, it's, it's gas in the car, all of that stuff. If you are filling your tank with crappy gas and throwing in other things, you know what I mean? The car isn't going to run as well. It's not going to, it's not going to work like it should. And the healthier you can get, the cleaner you can get. And again, clean and healthy products, just like you referenced, like there's a lot of misleading false advertising on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this. This is only this many calories or this is so healthy and blah. blah. No, it's not actually, it's not. The healthiest food is like whole foods. And then making sure like the, the less processed, the better. And then making sure that you're getting uh, foods in that your body can actually break down, digest and absorb. Right. That's right. I know. But Dr. Beth, can you really like, I think we say some of these things so often that it goes in one ear and out the other. When you say whole foods, Mm. tell everyone what that means. Yeah. So that means like apples, like the actual like the food like like the produce aisle walk around the outside you okay know? so not apple juice what about apple juice but dr beth <laughs> yeah because that's processed and broken down more you know even apple sauce you know you're missing some of the other fibers or nutrients or things that are in the pulp of it right like that's that provides your system with a benefit. I hear you. And I, I'm just, you know, sometimes I get frustrated because I say these things and then people will be like, oh yeah, well, which nut milk should I use? Almond milk or oat milk or soy milk? And I'm like, that's a processed food. That is not a whole food. We're supposed to be eating whole food diet. So that's why I think it's so important to talk about this and get into the nitty gritty because I think people don't really understand. They're like, but I need a milk because I grew up drinking milk. So I know cow's milk isn't great for me. It's inflammatory. Okay, I get that. But I need a milk. No, you don't need a milk. (laughs) You don't need any milk, right? And you don't need any juice, right? No, that's processed. It's not a whole food. So whole food is like how God made it, right? Yes. Yeah. How it grew out of the ground. How it grew out of the ground. How it grew out of the ground or, you know, all of that stuff. And I know some people might be vegetarian or things like that, but also the same thing for for meats. Like the closer you can get, you know, it's, it's more beneficial to go to your local butcher or something and get fresh meat, you know, depending on where you live or what you have access to. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? My husband, yeah. um, he, he's an outdoorsman, so he hunts and fishes and stuff like that. So most of our meat sources are from what he 
harvests from the land, you know? Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I have that luxury of having that available. So what we'd have to supplement from somewhere else is very few and far between. But oftentimes then I will contact a local butcher shop or other place or just put it out there even on Facebook. Hey, does anybody know a grass-fed cow, you know, mm-hmm. that they might be getting? You want Anybody want to go in on a cow or, so, you know? Old school. Of, yeah. <laughs> like back when we lived in villages and... We actually knew each other, knew our neighbors and looked out for each other and yeah. shared a cow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember where I read this from, but it was something about like the meat processing makes a big difference too. Even how you right. process meat, you know, that has an impact on what your body can absorb and how really how healthy it is for you. So for people to put all this effort in into, I'm going to get this supplement or I'm going to get this herb or things like that. I mean, okay. But it's, I feel like it doesn't have the opportunity to really do what it's supposed to do unless you, you know, it's like planting a seed in the soil, you right. know, make sure the soil is healthy, make sure that it's got all the nutrients it needs. And then when you plant that seed, the, you know, this amazing thing is going to happen. Right. I think that's so important. So whole foods, y'all, you heard Dr. Beth say <laughs> outside perimeter of the supermarket, it should look like how nature made it. Forget the canned, packaged, processed, milked things. Yeah. Bypass, real food. Yeah, yeah. So quality is so important because if you're eating chemicals, you're making your body out of that and it's going to ultimately create a not healthy body. So I think that's so important. Yeah. You have this amazing, I love a good cookbook, the Recipes for Your Cycle cookbook with over 80 recipes that you're going to share with everyone. Do you want to tell them a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. So this is based off of how to eat for your cycle. And what I really talk about with, you know, you have different bodies throughout the month, your hormones shift and change, all that stuff. So to align what you're eating with where you're at in your cycle, and a lot of times it can be like, oh my gosh, okay, I want to do this. Where do I get started? So it's easy to think, oh, look, I'm on day seven of my cycle. I'm in this phase. I'm going to eat these foods. You know, oh, here's some recipes. There we go. That's an easy way to, and they're, they're family-friendly recipes, right? They're stuff, and it's so funny. I remember my husband asking me this at one point. I remember he asked me this sometimes about stuff. I'm like, no, babe. He'll be like, oh, is this, is this for estrogen or is this, is this food for estrogen? I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's for estrogen, whatever. It's just more of a cooling food. It's like chicken and then, you know, spices using like rosemary or thyme or something. He'll be like, am I going to get boobs? No, babe, you're not going to, come on. Which is hilarious. He's so silly. Yeah. Like, so it's their family friendly, right? They're, you know, healthy, clean meals, higher in protein to help balance blood sugars, all that stuff. But it's a great way to get started and sort of tiptoe your way into really acknowledging your hormonal, you know, shift throughout the month and kind of getting started that way. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. We will have a link in the show notes so you can go there and click the link and go to download this. I forgot to ask you though, we can't end the episode without this because I love this quote from that you shared with me from Harriet Beecher Stowe, a woman's health is her capital. Yeah. Talk about what that means. Mm. That's one of my favorite quotes because and I, a perfect example of this is a check-in call I had with somebody this morning. And we had shifted some things for her and done some things for her about four or five weeks ago. And just in the past four or five weeks, she has had a lot of things change. She's like, my brain fog is better. My energy is way better. I'm not having to nap in the afternoon anymore. And 
I'm, you know, in a size smaller pants now. I couldn't get these pants on for the past year and now I can get them on. She's like, they're not super comfortable, but I wasn't even able to get them over my butt before. This is amazing. You know, all this stuff. And she said, the biggest thing is the energy that I have and that I'm done with work and I come home and she goes, I've actually been playing with my kid again. And I've been having this whole other life, this whole other life that I wanted that I feel like I didn't even have or couldn't even recognize as a possibility because I was so tapped out and I would get so moody and I would have all these other issues. And then once a month when I get my period, it would be so awful. You know, I would be in bed for two days, mm-hmm. all of these things, right? Like women are amazing, right? Like incredible beings that, you know, that take care of so many other people and enrich others' lives. But when we are suffering, we still try, but it's, you know, we end up missing out on the life ourselves, right? Which I think goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, right? Like not taking care of ourselves. Yes. You know? You know, what you just shared is so important because there's so many women who are so hopeless and feel helpless to do it differently. And they're walking around saying, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. You just need information. I always say knowledge, tools, and support is what you need. And so if you're here listening, you're getting knowledge. You're getting some tools and some support, but you can also reach out to Dr. Beth Westy. She's got the Female Health Solution podcast. Tell everyone how they can find your podcast and connect with you. Yeah. So my podcast is on all places, podcast, you know, Spotify, oh, the Apple, you know, everything. And then I'm on social media. I have Facebook, Dr. Beth Westy. Instagram is Dr. Beth Westy. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Dr. Beth Westy. So I do a lot of videos educating on specific things. Most of my videos actually come from questions that people send me, you know, what about this or what about that? So yeah. Or just my website, which is drbethwesty.com, where again, if you want to send me a different type of message, you can find info there to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much for your journey, Dr. Beth, and for sharing your journey and your expertise and your inspiration with us today. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.